Hello, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Wednesday, August 24th, 2022. I'm Mike Cachopoli. Okay, everyone doing? How's everyone doing tonight? Um, there's a lot to talk about, actually. There's several things I wanted to talk about tonight. Um, the first thing is that there are now, as reported, actually, this is at a Politico today. This is what I want the Politico today. Um, there is a report that the Trump White House exerted pressure on the FDA for COVID-19 emergency use authorizations, House report finds. The report by House Democrats examining the pandemic. So these are Democrats. All of a sudden, the Democrats are examining the pandemic. But of course, when the Democrats examine the pandemic, it only has to do with anything, nothing Biden related, of course. Uh, even though Biden's been president for the last nearly two years, says Trump officials sought vaccine approvals to sway voters before the 2020 election. So let me just read a little bit of the story. All right. I'm going to read a little bit of the story about the um, about the FDA. OK, the Trump administration pressured the FDA, including former FDA commissioner Stephen Hahn, to authorize unproven treatments for COVID-19 and the first COVID-19 vaccines on an accelerated timeline, according to a report released Wednesday by Democrats on the House Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Crisis. Senior Trump administration officials fought for the reauthorization of hydroxy, here we go, hydroxychloroquine, a drug normally used to treat malaria and lupus after the FDA revoked its emergency clearance of the drug because data showed it was ineffective against COVID-19 and could lead to uh, potentially dangerous side effects. The Democrats' investigation also documents potential influence from former White House officials regarding the FDA's decision to authorize convalescent plasma and White House attempts to block the FDA from collecting additional safety data on COVID-19 vaccines in order to get them to the public before the 2020 presidential election. The select subcommittee's findings that Trump White House officials deliberately and repeatedly sought to bend FDA's scientific work on coronavirus treatments and vaccines to the White House's political will are yet another example of how the prior administration prioritized politics over public health. Says how it says Jim Clyburn, who also chairs the subcommittee, said in the statement, the assault on our nation's public health institutions undermined the nation's coronavirus response. Most of the pressure campaigns were reported in early 2020 by Politico and other outlets, and President Donald Trump publicly called out the FDA and the commissioner on multiple occasions. But the committee report offers new color through emails, texts, and official testimony from Han about just how persistent some of these efforts inside the White House were throughout the summer and fall of 2020. A substantial portion of the report focuses on Peter Navarro, a former Trump advisor on the Trump, who worked on the administration's coronavirus response. Navarro collaborated frequently with Stephen Hatfield, and a, uh, an, a, an adjunct biology professor at George Washington University, who was one of Navarro's advisors and worked on the federal coronavirus response. And there's more about this as a hydro, hydroxychloroquine and all this stuff. Um, political pressure. Now, what's amazing about this article and as I read the article, I'm understanding, and you're also understanding what it's trying to say, which is that Trump's the bad guy here, right? The Trump administration, for political reasons, pushed the vaccines. And I mean, there was a point, I remember when Trump said, the FDA better get going or I'm going to fire everybody, something like that. So, and that's what many of us were saying at the time. That's what I was saying. I have the podcast yet, but I was saying to myself and my friends and people I know that this is one of the reasons why I didn't trust this vaccine, because it was being pushed through for, for political reasons, right? It was being pushed through for political reasons, not just for, you know, Trump running for re-election, but also because everyone was so nervous over COVID and the fear and hysteria, everyone's going to die, that they wanted to see, try to do something to assuage people's fears and make people feel better and, and promise them that get, things would get back to normal if they took this vaccine. They were doing all they could to get a vaccine out there to get everyone back to normal. And of course, save lives. Now, I knew that the average vaccine took five, six, what, five to eight years, usually eight years. Um, that's how long it took the polio vaccine, right, to get developed and, and get released and get put into people's arms and such. I think polio is a, was, you know, a sugar cube or something, whatever. Either way, the point being that I knew it was being forced. 
I, I was un I was uncomfortable with the speed. I, I was uncomfortable with Operation Warp Speed. Okay, like I said, I, Operation Warp Speed I think is great for like you know when you're at a diner and you want to get out fast. You know, get my burger out fast. Operation Warp Speed, my cheeseburger. Great, I love it. Not when it comes to a fucking vaccine. Okay, I don't want my vaccine warp speed. I want my vaccine if it's going to be developed to be developed the way every other vaccine in the history of mankind has been developed. Slowly, precise, precisely, and not for political reasons. So, it was these reasons that I was not for the vaccine. But with Democrats, of course, what these slimy Democrats are trying to do is put this all on Trump's lap. Now, I have blamed Trump many times, not just for the, the, the quick vaccine, the forced vaccines, but putting Fauci front and center in March of 2020, creating the Fauci monster. So believe me, I, I have blamed Trump a lot. But what these slimy bastard Democrats trying to do is put it all in Trump's lap. But why do Democrats then push this vaccine? It's the same vaccine. See, this is this this idiotic sleight of hand the Democrats have tried to do is to say the vaccine that's been out there is a different vaccine than this one that Politico and the Democrats are screaming about. So the Democrats were screaming about this and they're saying, oh, it was horrible and Trump pushed it through for political reasons. He's such a slimeball. Why did they continue to push it when Biden took over? Why did Fauci push it through 2020? Fauci pushed this vaccine before Biden won the election, while Trump was president. He said, he said, oh, it's a month away. It's two months away. It's close. It's close. It's close. Why were they pushing it? And why do the Democrats continue to push it? And are they going to stop pushing it now? Of course not. This is how full of shit the Democrats are. Right? They wanted to take credit for this vaccine, which was the Trump vaccine which they all said they wouldn't take. Remember Biden and Harris said they wouldn't take the Trump vaccine? Well, they took the vaccine anyway. It didn't change. It, 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 it didn't like they, they stopped the process and there was a year or two in between and it became someone else's vaccine. It's the same fucking vaccine. This vaccine was released in late December of 2020 when Trump was still president of the United States a month before he left office. So why did they push this vaccine? Why? As they were doing all this investigation, finding out all these, oh, oh my God, he rushed it through for political reasons. And in that process, them writing about this and the Democrats talking about this, have they come to the logical conclusion that this is why the vaccine sucks and they should stop fucking talking about it and they should stop pushing it? Did he put two and two together? Or are they saying that Trump pushed his vaccine through quickly for political reasons, but it's still a great vaccine? Does that make any fucking sense whatsoever? Do Democrats make any fucking sense logically, common sense wise, any fucking way? They're investigating it. They're finding they're finding out what you and I and all of us conspiracy theorists knew all along, that it was pushed through too fast for political reasons. They're finding that out two and a half years later, almost three years later, these fucking geniuses are realizing this. And yet they're not saying, let's pull these vaccines back. Stop taking them. Uh Uh-oh. So what's their point? Their point is Trump pushed this through for political reasons, but it's still a great vaccine. So he gets credit then, right? No, 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 that's not it. No, no. So Trump pushed these vaccines through for political reasons, cut corners, you know, threatened the FDA, right? Yet the vaccine is still a great, perfect vaccine. Great vaccine. That we can continue to promote. See, this is why the Democrats are full of shit. They promoted this vaccine from day one. They wanted this vaccine as quickly as possible, just like Trump did from day one, to tell the lie that take this and we get back to normal. Take this, your business is open again. Take this, the country is open again. They all lied about this. But they're trying to push this in Trump's lap. Biden then took over and pushed the same vaccine that Trump, the bastard they call him, supposedly pushed for political reasons, cut corners and threatened the FDA. They didn't say we need to stop this. Uh Oh, not a good vaccine. Look at what Trump's done. Not a good vaccine. No, as soon as Biden took over, it became the Fauci slash Biden vaccine. Okay, so between December and January, it went from the Trump vaccine to the Biden slash Fauci vaccine. It's the same fucking vaccine. 
Nothing changed, except they rebranded it, and American morons, Democrats mostly, fell for it. So this is not Trump's fault. This is everyone's fault. And the slimy attempt to just push it on Trump, and yet still push this vaccine that supposedly was rushed through, that was forced through, makes no sense logically whatsoever. So this whole charade, charade, charade of doing this investigation, the House Democrats doing an investigation on this, yet they're not investigating Fauci, not investigating lockdowns, not investigating vaccine mandates, not investigating mask wearing, not investigating school closing, nothing. No, but they have to investigate the Trump angle. The Trump angle has to be investigated because they're sick in the fucking head with Trump derangement syndrome. These sick bastards have TDS so bad, this is what they think of morning, noon, and night. Trump, Trump, Trump. This is how full of shit they are. The Democrats are more full of shit every moment of the day. Every minute. They become more and more full of crap. So all this investigation is about is sullying Trump. That's it. There's no other meaning to it. Zero. There's zero meaning to this. This is the in this investigation of the vaccine. They haven't investigated how the virus started. The Democrats aren't investigating the Wuhan lab. They're investigating only Trump and Trump's angle with the vaccine. That's it. That's their investigation. So the answer is they're all full of shit. They're full of shit. This vaccine was doomed from day one. It was doomed from day one. So is Biden going to stop taking credit for this vaccine? Because I know Trump wanted credit, then Biden wanted credit, and Fauci wanted credit. There's no one. Is this a hot potato now? They're throwing it around. They're all at fault. Trump pushed it. And the Democrats pushed it, and the Democrats took the baton as quickly as possible from Trump as soon as he left office. And it exploded. This is like um, the Vietnam War started under what? Kennedy or LBJ and exploded under Nixon, however you want to look at it. Or started under Kennedy and exploded under LBJ. It's to say, this is like, so the vaccine started under Trump, but it exploded under Biden and Fauci, right? With the boosters, booster three, booster four, booster five, the therapeutic that's shit that makes you sick again, like Jill Biden just got sick again. So it may have started with Trump. Yes, this war did start with Trump, but it exploded, it intensified under Biden. Yes, of course, they want to just say it's all Trump's fault. Look, if it was Trump's fault, how easy would it have been if, if, if this was if the Democrats were logical and honest? How easy would it have been for Biden to say we have to scrap this? Right? We have to scrap this. If Biden, when he was elected in November, said we have to scrap this, no one ever would have gotten jabbed. If Biden had said, once I'm president, we're not we're not giving anyone this vaccine, it never would have started. They never would have started this in December. Right. So if it was so bad, what Trump did. with pushing it through and cutting the corners and threatening the FDA, and they were so frightened about that producing a shit vaccine. Democrats, if they were honest, would have stopped it. They didn't stop it. They exploded it. More and more vaccine was created. More and more jabs were invented. So they're so full of crap when they try to put this all in Trump's lap. The honest thing to do would be what I do, which is give the guilt to everyone. The, everyone is guilty here. Trump is guilty for starting it, and Biden's guilty for accelerating it. And they all did it for political reasons. They all did it for political reasons. Trump did it to try to get reelected, and Biden pushed it to try to get elected. And all he's done for his year and a half in office is push vaccines. Vaccine he doesn't shut the fuck up about them, okay? He doesn't shut up about boosters. So enough of this pushing it all on Trump's lap and this, this ridiculous investigation 
the Democrats did. First of all, what do you have to investigate? Anyone with a fucking brain knew this was pushed through too quickly and cut and corners were cut. And Trump himself on audio was talked about. He tweeted. He, th- he tweeted things at the FDA threatening them to get it through or, or heads are going to roll. You have to do an investigation for this. I knew this. This is why many of us didn't take this, including Republicans. Many Republicans haven't taken this vaccine. It's not just a Republican. The Democrats would like you to believe it's a de- Democrat. Like every Democrat's gotten vaxxed and every Republican hasn't. That's not the case at all. There are Democrats that haven't. There are Republicans that haven't. There are people who don't vote, which is most of the people in this country that haven't. Okay? But much of it comes from this distrust of how quickly this was pushed through. And the suspect, the suspicion of pushing this through and cutting corners and what that would, what kind of product we would get from that. And so this is the product we have. It is not a surprise to any of us who knew this, who had half a brain that this vaccine was going to be crap. It's not a surprise it doesn't work. It's not a surprise it has bad side effects. It won't be a surprise to us when it has really awful, devastatingly disgusting long-term side effects in some people. It won't surprise us. Why? Because it was pushed through too fast. Like I said, Operation Warp Speed, my hamburger, great. A vaccine, not so much. Therapeutics, not so much. Speaking of which, Jill Biden now got, I don't know, she, she got COVID for the first time, the second time, or the eighth time. I think it's twice or three times. Okay, she took that stupid therapeutic, which does not work, which the FDA has now lied about again, saying only 2%. The FDA says what? 2% Pfizer. Pfizer says only 2% of people get COVID again when they take that therapeutic. So (laughs) Pfizer is trying to tell us only 2% of people have recurring COVID when they take this awful therapeutic. Yet everyone we know in the public (laughs) has gotten it again. Biden, twice, Jill, everyone we know, everyone we see on television, all of our politicians who have taken this therapeutic have gotten COVID again, yet Pfizer is telling us only 2% of the population get COVID. A little fuzzy math there, isn't it? Because they're full of shit. Because they'll do another study and they'll find out the number is 85%. Oh, sorry. We evolved. Things evolve. Science evolves. How much more of this stuff are we going to take, people? I mean, seriously. And like we've all known, all of us, quote unquote, conspiracy theorists, tinfoil hat people have known, these stories were going to come out. These stories were going to come out drip, 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 little by little, little by little, week by week, month by month. And this will continue. They'll get worse. These stories will get worse. These stories will get worse. And as Dr. Malone said, and I said on yesterday's show, the, the, the bottom, the final, the final statement from the people who have forced this stuff on us will be, we didn't force it on you. That's what, they'll, that's what their final defense will be. You took it willingly. Oh, well, too bad. You took it willingly, even though, of course, if you didn't take it, you lost your job. If you don't take it now, you still lose your jobs in many places in California, New York, and other places other, that run by, by people with a D next to their name. You still can't go to much theater here in San Francisco, New York. Can't go see a play. They're full of crap, people. They constantly lie. That's all they do is lie. So they have hurt us and they have forced people to take it. Those of us who are fortunate enough to be in a position where we don't have to be forced to do any of this stuff, we're in the minority in this country, the extreme minority. I know there myself, the people who listen to the show regularly who are in the same position, who didn't have to do this, all right? Who had the resources to, to live and survive without having to do this to support themselves or their family. Single people had much more of a choice than people with a family. But we've seen airline pilots retire early. Airline pilots retire a year or two before, you know, uh, a year or two after, I should say. You know, their, their pensions are available. Some of them before their pensions were available because they did not want to be forced to take this vaccine. And this is now 
a problem with the airlines. It's a problem with delays and cancellations. We don't have enough pilots because we lost like 1,200 pilots during the, during the pandemic. And this is in every business, right? It's not just the pilots. It's, it's also blue-collar workers. It's construction workers. It's everything. It's athletes. It's across the board. The devastating effects of these, of these vaccines and these vaccine uh, mandates and, and passports. But when the Democrats try this little slimy move of pushing it all on Trump, I mean, that is politics at its worst. I mean, it's, 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 total, it's so scummy to do that when they're the ones who have pushed this for the last 20 months. They're the ones that have pushed this. For, they're the ones that have pushed this. Remember, under, under Trump, there, wasn't, there were no vaccines available for infants. Children under five weren't said they have to, they have, parents have to get their vaccine for five to 12 year olds or children under five, or you have to be, if you're five years old, you got to get the vaccine to go to school. Or if you're seven years old, you get, none of that happened under Trump. That all happened under Biden. That's all happening in the, under Demo, Democratic governors, the Democratic mayors, supposedly with this vaccine that was pushed by Trump so nefariously, cutting corners and threatening the FDA. So why would you do that? If big, bad orange man, cut corners and threaten the FDA and therefore give us a bad, flawed product, why would Biden administration and Democratic governors push it on people and on children now? Does that make any sense whatsoever? Does anything the Democrats do make any sense whatsoever? No, because they're full of crap, because they all do it for political gain. They all do it for political reasons. They all do it for control over others and narrative to continue their narrative. That's what they do. That's what they're all about. Someone made me happy today. And if you want to call in in the next few minutes and talk about the vaccine or Trump or who you believe is responsible or all of the above, definitely give me a call. But but I do want to play something that will make people laugh. If you haven't heard this. If you haven't heard this, it's worth hearing when I cue it up. It's uh, Ron DeSantis chiming in <laughs> very, very succinctly in the, in the Ron DeSantis way. Actually, this one has a little hint of Trump in it, a little hint, a little hint of Trump. Um, but, it's, it's, but I think it's Ron DeSantis being very consistent the way he has been all along about Anthony Fauci and vaccine mandates and vaccine passports and and the way this was handled by by uh by democrats and i'm going to cue this up for you and it just made me here it just made me kind of happy let me see here we go i might play it a couple times it's very fast hold on. Hold on. here we go here we go and i'm just sick of seeing him i know he says he's going to retire someone needs to grab that little elf and chuck him across the playing it again. And I'm just sick of seeing him. I know he says he's going to retire. Someone needs to grab that little elf and chuck him across the <laughs> I'm just sick of seeing him. I know he's going to retire, Fauci. Someone needs to grab that little elf and chuck him across the Potomac. I, I tell you, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And then, of course, you hear the incredible cheers from the uh, from the crowd. Of course, this will oh enrage the left. Oh, he's getting ready. He's getting ready. He's going to be like Trump. He's going to run like Trump. Well, if that means like telling the truth, if that means like not mincing your words, that means not being a total, uh, you know, wooden establishment politician. Great, I'm all, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. And like I've said before, Ron DeSantis is, I think, has the best of Trump and he eliminates the worst of Trump. He's not he's not the, he's the belligerent guy that Trump is. You know, he doesn't call people loser. He doesn't go on Twitter and just bully people. He doesn't go on Twitter and say mean things. Not that I think that's a big deal, but a lot of people in this country uh, who seem to uh, have no life think that's a big deal. So I think Ron DeSantis is great. He, he calls it like it is. He says it like it is. He doesn't bullshit. And like many of us feel, 
we would all love to take that little elf and chuck him <laughs> across the Potomac. I think that's I think elf chucking <laughs> is not a bad idea when it comes to someone like Fauci. And really, it, it comes down to the hatred that I mean, I, you know, I, the hatred that you know I have for Fauci. Everyone knows how much I hate the man. Um, and I find, and if what, I'm going to get to Daniel in a second, but Fauci said something. Everything Fauci says it, it enrages me. Everything is such a, a lie. Everything is such a, a sociopathic lie. So Fauci says he's all for, you know, going in front of the House committee and, and, and talking about transparency, as long as it's not personal. Okay, they've gotten, he said, oh, they've gotten so personal, personal attacks. It's so funny. People like Fauci and people on the left, they will attack Trump, not just attack Trump. They'll attack Trumpers in the most vile, personal. You're telling me people on the left haven't attacked Trump personally for the last six years? It's all been policy? No, it's been no policy because they don't even know any of his policies, which are much better than Biden's policies, by the way. Which is why 80% of the country thinks we're in the wrong direction now when it was the opposite when Trump was president. But how many people on the left, including Fauci, but people on the left have said the most vile, awful things about Trump and his wife and his family personally. And this is about the president of the United States, not about a little Dr. Elf, nobody. Yet that's fine, you see. That's fine. But Fauci says, don't get personal with me. No personal attacks when it comes to me. I mean, the hypocrisy of the left is just every, every day. It's just you could point out I could do a show on hypocrisy of the left and, and like do a marathon and never stop talking. Daniel, I'm going to stop talking for a minute. And let you talk. What's up? Hey, hey, yeah, um, I, I'm I'm uh, I, I'm willing to pay money to to uh, see some uh, professional elf tossing. If uh, <laughs> Fauci is the first uh, is. You know, when DeSantis gets elected president, he can be the first one to toss up, toss up the elf at the professional um, elf tossing league. It's, it's something, you know, you can do that in like a, what do you call it? Like the, like they have like, um, in New York, they have something called the San Gennaro Festival, which happens every September in New York. Much better when the mafia ran it, by the way, than the city. Giuliani took over and fucked it up, but it was much better when the mafia ran it. And it was a lot of fun. And they'd have you know, they have games like that, right? Where you you know you shoot water into balloon and you have to you know you toss things. Wouldn't that be a great thing to add to like a festival? A Fauci tossing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it would be so appropriate since you know we all saw uh, Fauci toss up the first baseball for the season. Oh, that was a great throw, wasn't it? Wasn't that awesome? <laughs> Yeah. Did, yeah. Did, did did he get it within 180 degrees? Of well, he did. He did a second time, and they. It was funny. Is he did it? He did it um, the first time. He did it in 2020, in August 2020. You know when they when because of Fauci, they had those stupid cardboard cutouts. Remember how idiot? We can talk about all the idiotic things that were done through the last two and a half years of COVID, fear and hysteria. But I think the dumbest. Don't you think the dumbest were those stupid cardboard cutouts at baseball games? They wouldn't let people sit in outdoor stadiums to watch a baseball game. So I would have to think for hours, if not days, to figure out and determine what I think is the dumbest thing that well, that was what, that, that's happened. That's the top three. We'll do it. You know what? We'll do a top ten list one day soon of the dumbest things that happened during COVID. But I think a top ten thing was the stupid cardboard cutouts that people paid for. They want you like to, they wanted to, they want you to pay for that. You had to pay like a hundred dollars to get your stupid face on a cardboard cutout at a ballpark. And so Fauci, when baseball started up again, August, 2020 did the first pitch in, in Washington, DC. And that's when he threw it like 80,000 feet to the left of the catcher. Remember? Oh God. I thought, Holy shit. I know the guy is not, is a doctor. He's not a professional ball player. He's in his seventies. But I could not believe how bad that throw was. Just he that was like, throw alone yeah. showed like, me what a fucking idiot he is. Yeah, it's like 45 degrees off and made it about a third way to the plate. <laughs> oh, it was awful. Yeah. It was awful. And then yeah, he did it, it again. Good. Now, this year he did it. Uh, this shows what a, what, what a, this shows what an egotist this guy is. He didn't realize that he was going to get booed with real fans in the stadium. So he didn't have to worry about that in 2020. But now he did it this year with real fans, and they all booed him. He got total boos, and this time he threw a little bit better. I guess he might have practiced a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to say something about the Politico hit piece. Oh, go Trump, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's two components to this this vaccine um, getting approved and getting in people's arms. Um, that you know, The first component being the, the, the testing that needs to be done. 
um, the phase three testing, which usually, you know, for a vaccine is going to take four to five years. Um, This phase three testing was was pushed through within months. And if you want to pin that on a a particular um, person, then, yeah, you can can pin it on a lot of people. Trump deserves some blame for doing that. But um, there's the second component is is the use authorization, which happens with the FDA. And every country has their own panel that decides whether they're going to approve something. Every single country pushed this through for emergency use only. So this isn't on Trump as, as he, he had his role in this stupidity. But this isn't on Trump. What's what's more, Trump was someone that was out there. I mean, I don't like Trump. But Trump was someone that was out there that was trying to calm people down. When some of the first cases were um, turned up in New York and there was like 15, maybe a dozen, I can't remember how many were in our cases um, and people that were in the ICU and a New York hospital and, and Trump visited it. And he said, yeah, there's 12 today and one's being discharged by the end of the week. There'll be three. That being being three of the people that were in there will be will be left, and, and everyone all the, the the lamestream media. I hate using that term because it's pretty lame itself. But the mainstream media started and, and, saying that uh, Trump was was saying there's only going to be three COVID cases left. No, what Trump was saying was that these people are going to do fine, that most people are going to do fine, which they did. So Trump tried to play this down. He tried to play it down by not wearing a mask until he was forced to. He was humiliated into wearing this talisman on somebody on his face by the media. Mm-hmm. He did everything he could to try to tamp down the hysteria, and he was forced to kick, that, the, up, kick up the hysteria by the media. So, so to, to, right. to blame right. you, you you can you can blame the, it being pushed through phase three testing, and, and the consequences of that are potential long term and short term side effects. That's the consequences of that. But they didn't have to get emergency use authorization, not in this country and not in any other country. That got pushed through as well, and it got pushed through by a a, a institution the FDA, that has been captured by our pharmaceutical industry. And once, once pushed through, the, the blue, blue cities and blue states everywhere forced this down people's throats. Yes, absolutely they did. There's no doubt about it. They, put, they did it immediately, and there was never any. Come on, you know, they, they try to do this uh, you know, history revision as though this is something that happened 185 years ago, and we're not going to remember what happened. We don't have videotape of this. But they never once said the only the only the only negative comment about this vaccine was like Kamala Harris and Joe Biden saying, "Well, I, I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to take a vaccine." They basically say, "I'm not going to take a vaccine that Trump tells me to take, but I'll take a vaccine that Fauci tells me to take when it's the same fucking vaccine." How dumb are these people and how dumb they think we are? So there was never really any push to say, well, maybe, you know, maybe this vaccine isn't good. Maybe it has been maybe it's been rushed. Maybe we should pull it back. Maybe we should. They never said anything like that. No Democrat ever said anything like that. There was no hesitation at all. All they said was, we'll we'll take a we'll take the vaccine. If, you know, we'll take the vaccine if Fauci blesses it, but not if Trump blesses it, even though it's the same fucking vaccine. By the time Biden was in office. They were destroying people's lives to get this vaccine in their arms. Absolutely. No no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Like I said, you can look at it as like war, where one president starts it a little bit, nice the fire, you know, sends sends, uh, troops in like Kennedy did for Vietnam, and then the next president escalates it. Yes, Trump definitely started this whole fire, but boy, did Biden and the Democratic governors escalate this thing. They totally escalated it to the point of what? Four, five, six jabs, putting jabs in five-year-olds, making kids have to get the jab to go to school, making people have to jab to take their job. Come on. Trump never mentioned any of that stuff. And you know what? You and I know and everyone knows Trump never would have done any of that stuff. Trump would have simply said the vaccine's there. Get it if you want. Good night. Yeah. And and when when it comes to... um... Uh, Trump's role in this, Trump's role could be could be clearly said to be that he pushed 
for the um, the um, uh, safety phase testing, phase three testing, to be to be uh, decreased. Uh, he really had no control because of, I'm trying to remember what the law was that was passed around the 1970s that ended up to, to being a huge freaking debacle. But um, that that it, it was around the same time that they uh, removed liability from pharmaceutical companies for vaccines that were um, given during uh, epidemics. And around that same time, uh, the the WHO and and uh, which is part of the UN and um, and the United States and most European countries wrote into law that once the WHO declares, I think it's what they call their phase six level pandemic, and once it gets to phase six, there are automatic lo- there are laws in in most Western countries that trigger the purchasing of. Of, of vaccines that haven't even been created yet. And so those vaccines were going to be created and they were going to get push, purchased. Whether Trump was there or Biden was there, yes. Trump can be blamed for for doing what he did, which was calling people up and saying, you know, push this thing through faster. Not, not that the, him calling people up and saying push it through faster did a single thing. It didn't. No. It probably didn't do a damn thing with respect to pushing it fast through faster. But he did that. So you know, it, it was a bad thing. To, it, it wasn't a smart move on his part. But it certainly didn't change the course of, of the vaccines, vaccine protection, or vaccine safety testing. It changed nothing. So right. what? What of consequence can this idiot that wrote this political article be blame uh, Trump for? Really, nothing. But no. once those again, things that happened of consequence happened during the Biden administration. Right. But if you want to force this vaccine on us. Right. You can blame Trump for this because I do. But I also blame the Democrats. See, that's the whole thing. If you want to blame Trump for starting this whole thing, for the op- Operation Warp Speed was Trump. Biden didn't come up with that term. That was Trump's term. So you can you can blame Trump for that. Absolutely. But then you have to, by extension, <laughs> blame Biden for continuing to push it, escalating it. And also for doing mandates, forcing people to get this terrible vaccine that Trump started and Trump, this terrible vaccine that Trump Trump didn't start it, Mike. Trump didn't start this. Whether Trump was in, whether Biden was in or whether Clinton was in office, this vaccine would have been produced and this vaccine would have been uh, um, purchased, mass purchased because of previous law. Once, once the WHO declares, I think, it's phase six pandemic level, then it tr- automatically triggers the purchasing of vaccine. What is at whatever is available. So, so this this was going to happen regardless of the fact that Trump lent his name to this effort changed nothing with respect to the course of the production or the course of the approval of this thing. It changed nothing. So, so, so I understand yeah, what you're saying. Was, it's, it's, yeah. I understand what you're saying. It's worldwide. It wasn't just a U.S. vaccine. It's a worldwide. I, I get it. I understand what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Right. So, right. So, so Trump. So Trump. Trump. It was 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 wrong for promoting these vaccines. That's what he was wrong for 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 promoting for promoting them initially. But he wasn't wrong because he didn't he didn't. He didn't try to force these things into people's arms as every Democrat in every blue city and blue state has tried to do done. Mm-hmm. And if Trump was it's remained in office, you can be damn sure that he wouldn't have done any of that. As I said, no, this no, would not have happened. About it. There's zero doubt about it, because while he was in office, he didn't force anyone to close a business. He didn't force masks on anyone. There was no there was no federal mask mandate on airplanes. So we know that we know from the facts. We know from the facts. While Trump was in office, the first year of COVID, the biggest year of COVID, uh, the, the, the most cases and most deaths, he did not push any of this stuff. So we know exactly. he, he, we know there wouldn't have been any vaccine mandates or vaccine passports under Donald Trump. There's no doubt about it. There would have been there would have been no vaccine passports whatsoever. There would have been nobody losing their jobs. There would have been no universities requiring this. Trump would have stood up to every bit of it. Because he had, he already had the record of standing up to it. It was the main reason that I switched parties for the first time in my life and voted for Trump, because this was so consequential, and he was standing up to all of that. 
Yes, right. yes, yes. He put his lent his name to the production of these vaccines, but it really didn't change the course of anything. But he didn't push these vaccines on people. That was done by Democrats across the board. It was done by Democrats. There was probably a few Republicans that might have gotten on the bandwagon in, in uh, purple states, um, maybe a few. But for the most part, the Republicans said this this is way, way, way overstepping the bounds of our government. This is infringing on people's bodily autonomy. And we got to stay the hell away from this. Democrats, they didn't give a rat's ass. Liberal? <laughs> That's derivative of the, of the word liberty. They didn't give a shit about our liberties. Right. Or, or, or that we continue the process now. We continue the process of, of having um, tourists, have to, tourists who come here have to have the vaccine. That's Biden. That's all Biden. Trump had nothing to do with that, and Trump wouldn't be doing that because he knows that's idiotic, and it destroys the economy here. It hurts the economy even further. And, you know, so, so even, with, and even with the CDC finally admitting that there should be no differentiating between unvaxxed and vaxxed. This idiotic Biden administration run by this dementia patient still continues to have tourists have to have vaccinations to come here. It makes no fucking sense. And there are many universities across this country that are still requiring their students to get right. these vaccines. There are many businesses still that are still. And um, they're all, they've all taken the lead from the Biden administration. They've all taken the lead by the administration they love. The Democratic administration they love, or the Democratic governors they love, or the Democratic mayors they love, they've all taken the lead from them. If not for yeah. these people, this would not be happening, okay? So what the, so the upshot here, the, the, if someone's going to write a rebuttal to this political um, writer, and I don't remember the author's name, but the rebuttal should be, okay, um, blame where, where blame is due, and Trump, Trump deserves uh, blame for lending his name to this project. But Trump would have stopped the pushing of this vaccine on Americans. He wouldn't have allowed it. Right. right. And is it Catherine Ellen Foley? Catherine Ellen Foley, F-O-L-E-Y, is the writer of political. But, you know, she just wrote the article, but it's the, Democrat, it's the Democrats in the House that have done this investigation. Like I said, they're such hypocrites. They'll do an investigation on Trump without doing any kind of investigation on Fauci, no investigation on lockdowns, no investigation on any of the mandates, nothing. That doesn't need to be investigated. This is how full of shit they are. Come on, this so Daniel, you and I know how full of shit they are. Come on. It's amazing. It really yeah. is. <laughs> it, it, and, and, and that is my biggest hope for, for Congress, um, at least the House flipping, is because there will be investigations. Uh, and, it, but, you know, and hopefully something will come of this. Too, too often, you know, Congress, it's, it's investigations, nothing comes, nothing comes of it. They just don't have that much power when it comes to charging people with crimes. Um, they can investigate. They can take the evidence that they uncover, whatever, and they can try to forward it to attorney generals, whether they're state or federal, whatever. Um, it, but it's going to be those AGs that are going to, you know, decide whether to bring any um, uh, um, criminal charges. And, and I and I and I, I I'm not a religious person, but also I'll just use this um, phrase um, uh, um, as a well. It, it's just going to be an idiom. Um, I pray to God. That um, that that happens. That uh, the the House at least investigates this. That the evidence is sent to AGs across the country and the federal attorney general, and that criminal charges are brought against Fauci and Walensky and so many members of the CDC and so many members of public health at the county level and state level and city level. This this cannot happen again. We went after Nuremberg security guards, Nuremberg prison guards. 50 years after the fact. Right. Daniel, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. I'm going to talk about something else before I end the show. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Sure. Absolutely. As always. And if anyone else wants to call in, there's no phone number. Just call in. It's easy. It's also, I think, no charge. I think, I think it's toll free. I'm like 100% positive, but I believe so. Uh, but uh, out of Axios today, another another great uh, liberal publication. <laughs> California is poised to ban the sale of gas-powered vehicles starting in 2035 in a massive push towards EV adoption, electric vehicle adoption, being held as a major win, a major win in the fight, the fight against climate change. I want to read <laughs> a comment from John Ziegler, who was on the show a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, fighting climate change, something which may not exist, may not be caused by man, and very clearly is can't possibly 
be impacted at all by gasoline cars in California. By the way, we were told that 2035 is way too late to save the planet. So why wait till then? So, of course, John is 100 percent right. He's 100 percent right. How many times we told we wouldn't be here now in 2022, right? We were told by how many of these climate activists said by in 2022, no, we're, we're, the world's over. It's done. Now they're saying, oh, we're going we're gonna to eliminate the sale of gas vehicles uh, 13 years from now in 2035. But it's not, that's not too late. That's not that's just in the nick of time. This is how ridiculous. First of all, how about the electric grid? There's always there are power outages every other day here in California. How is the electric grid in California going to handle all these electric cars being charged? Have they talked about that at all? Really? Have they talked about that at all? Okay. And so this is the same government that told you how many years ago did they tell you that we were going to have a high speed train from San Francisco to L.A. and a high speed train from L.A. to Las Vegas? How many times do they tell you this? <laughs> so they, they're, such, they're so great at this stuff, right? They're so great at this technology. They're so good at technology, these Democrats. Also, this once again proves my point of how Democrats, liberals, the left, the socialists, they want to control you. All they want to do is control you. How dare they tell you you can't have a gas vehicle? You can't buy a gas vehicle. You can't buy a gas vehicle anymore. You have to, you must buy an electric vehicle. And are they, are they going to be $70,000 on average in 2035? Or are they going to be $170,000 on average? How, how are most people going to be able to afford that? So do you walk? You got to walk? Most of California, the public transportation sucks. It sucks ass in this fucking state. Who are they fooling? All they care about is controlling you. That's it. Simply controlling you. Telling you what to do, like a father, like a parent. You must do this. You can't do that. That's the, Dem- the Democrats get off. It must be maybe it's a sexual thing. I should have a shrink on this show one day. Maybe is it a, is it a sexual thing for them? Do they get off on controlling people? Is it a sexual fetish? Is it a sex fantasy to control people like this? That's all they care about is controlling people. Cheech, don't you agree? Man, I'm thinking about hiring a midget for Halloween and dressing him up as a Fauci elf. <laughs> well, he's not retired till December. He might have to wait till next Halloween. Whatever. Oh, you'll get him, you'll oh, get him eventually. Nah, that, he might be dead by then. That guy's pretty old. So <laughs> he, is, he is pretty old. And we know what happens <laughs> after people retire. Well, so you never – it's true. It's, it's a good point. Yeah, if you, hug Fauci, if you hug Fauci too hard, he'll break his hip for sure. You know, <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> so Cheech, you better but, buy your car. You have you have tw- you have thirteen years to buy your car. <laughs> so so no, you know I've already I I did purchase an electric vehicle recently, <clears throat> um, and really for practical reasons, just because I don't want to pay for gas. And this was like over a year ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I have one gas car, one one electric car, and uh, here's the thing: I mean I love it. It, it it's uh it's nice to drive and. Uh, you know, the electricity right now is a little cheaper than filling it up with gas. But, you know, going forward, if everybody has them, um, you know, the electricity, the electricity grid is not going to be able to handle, just like you said, it's not going to be able to handle all those cars unless they start building more nuke plants or something in California, which yeah, but they're totally against nuclear power here. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. So it makes no sense. But I, I, I just I bought it for purely selfish motives you know not really because i was worried about the planet um but you know it's good i like it it's great but what i wanted to talk about was um the whole vaccine thing and and, and trump and all of that Mm -hmm. um daniel's exactly right um trump is he would never have forced us to take it it would have been an option it would have been like hey you know we we have it if you want to take it fine if you don't want to take it we can't force you to take it that's the way it's always been, um, and we're not gonna <clears throat> we're not gonna all of a sudden change the way we operate in the United States um, because we want to make pharma more money. Or maybe he would have. I don't know. Maybe you know. Maybe Trump would have been corrupted by big pharma. But I don't imagine that they would have mandated it. you had to get that vaccine um, to to maintain your employment if Trump was was still the president. There's there's no way. 
Um, not to mention they would have at the very least um, accepted natural immunity as, as a, you know, as, a, as an equivalent. Um, well, you know, I guess we should, we should clear this up. There's no way Trump, just the way Trump would, wasn't able to, you know, force Democratic governors not to shut down and, and force Democratic governors not to do mass mandates. There was nothing he could do because it's a state's issue. He probably couldn't have. I can't see how he would have um, stopped them in California, New York, and other states of having their statewide mandates, vaccine mandates. Yeah, but, but they you know, wouldn't have but, man. But, but, but here's the thing. If he's but no, but he wouldn't have done never, it. He wouldn't have Go ahead, go ahead. No, go but ahead. They, they, the Democrats never would have mandated it if he was president because they would have been hollering about how dangerous it was to rush the vaccine. They would have said that the whole time. Uh, that's so, a good point. So, that's just like we have said. If Trump was for a mask, the Democrats would have been against masks. You're yeah, right. Yeah, that, that, that's right. how it would have played right. out. I, right. I, I mean, I bet, I bet the farm on that for sure. And, and, and many um, Democratic governors and mayors took their lead from the Biden administration, which on – you know, they did the federal – mask they wanted to do the thing that was knocked down supreme court the osha thing so they all took their lead from their leader biden and you're right trump would have had totally different policies absolutely no doubt about it yeah Yeah, no doubt so but no we we know that we know that but but the fact of the matter remains that they it, it stuns me how they try to put everything on trump's lap and they take no responsibility whatsoever they take no responsibility whatsoever and it's so obvious that, yeah. They're the ones that have been pushing all this stuff for the last year. So, so they've been pushing this rushed vaccine. Okay, so now they can say they can bullshit and say, "Well, uh, uh, we didn't know before this. Uh, uh, only conspiracy theorists like Mike Chopoli and Cheech and Daniel knew before this investigation that this is a rushed <laughs> vaccine. But now we've discovered it. Now we've discovered it. So we should stop for we should stop talking about the vaccine. Now we should end all mandates. We should stop giving out the vaccines. It's ending. That's it. Oh my God. We can't believe how bad Trump is. Oh my God, how evil he is. But they're not gonna do that. They're still pushing their vaccines because they're totally full of crap. They're totally yeah. full of crap. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what to say, man. It's just it's to be expected from these people. Uh, they're the biggest hypocritical party I've ever seen. I mean, uh Yeah, I don't know. The only the only president I think that was worse than Biden is probably – I mean, I'm, I'm not a fan of George W. at all. Um, I think he was Right. Neither am I. Neither am I. Neither, remember, um, many, many Trump supporters are no, are no fans of George W. and the Cheneys, and that's one of the reasons why the Cheneys have this vendetta against like Trump. Post, Post-Trump, the Republican Party is completely transformed. It's, it's a different thing. It's a different beast these days. And, and, and post-Trump, it's going to be a different beast, right? Like once DeSantis takes charge um, – Hopefully it uh, it transforms itself and becomes more of a party for for everybody and not just for the wealthy, right? Which which was what well, it used to be. You you just you just made me. I'll I'll keep you on. I want to talk about something else, but you just made me think about something I want to talk about before the show ends, and that's that Charlie Crist. You know, won the primary. <laughs> the, the Democratic prime Charlie Crist is about as old as. Christ <laughs> won the won the primary for, for Democrats, so he's going to run against uh, it, Nikki Freed, the woman who was running. She was the favorite until Charlie got back into this thing, and once he got into it, he has a name recognition. So all the old Democrats voted for him, and so he he killed her like thirty points. So Charlie Chris is running against Ron DeSantis now. It's not going to be much of a race. DeSantis will win by double digits easily, but Charlie Christ, who looks worse than Biden now, by the way. He looks worse, looks older than Biden, which is hard to do, um, came out, I believe, yesterday and said, he said, if you're a DeSantis supporter, I don't want your vote. Keep your evil in your own heart. Some idiot, how idiotic is that when you're running for governor <laughs> of the state of Florida? First of all, here's the first point there. If someone's a DeSantis supporter, why would they even think about voting for Charlie Chris? It makes no sense. And if someone is, let's say, a soft DeSantis supporter – and maybe doesn't like him because he talks about chucking, you know, Fauci across the Potomac and they love Fauci and they want to vote for Charlie Crist. Why wouldn't Charlie Crist welcome that vote? Is this what happens when you get old? Do you, do you say stupid things like this? Because if, if this is what happens when you get old, I don't know if I want to get old. I mean, these, these – how do you I run for office and tell, and tell the majority of the people, since the majority of the people love DeSantis and the majority of the people in Florida, now the Republicans, not to vote for you? I don't want your vote. I don't want that's and what if you like DeSantis, you're evil. You have an evil heart. Well, that's what happens to, to people once, you know, post Trump. It's like that you add Trump to the equation and it's just like they completely lose any rationality. 
It's, I mean, that's that's how I explain it anyways. It's, it's well, Trump's I syndrome. think a lot of these people who know they can't beat DeSantis and a lot of these Democrats who know they can't win, all they want, like Cheney, right? Liz Cheney knew she was going to lose. All they want to do is use their a little bit of power to bash Trump and Trump supporters. That's all they, mm-hmm. and, and that's the theme. That's what Liz Cheney did. She bashed 70% of her state, right? She said all Trump supporters are evil. They're evil. Trump's evil. His supporters are white supremacists. They're the Republican Party. They're bad. They're this. So she's bad mouthing the majority of people in her state. Saying they're evil people because they like Trump and they vote against her. This is what it's gotten. All these people want to do is spend their time, remaining time in the public eye, bashing Trump and his supporters. That is how bad this Trump derangement syndrome is. Yeah, well, they, you know, this this tendency for um, the left to completely create these complete cartoon versions of what a Republican is or what people that voted for Trump are is really the problem here. Right. And then that 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 stereotype is like perpetuated through their media, uh, their favorite media outlets. And uh, and that's all they know. So they these people walk around thinking that that Trump supporters are Trump voters. I mean, they're not even necessarily, I was actually quite surprised at, I found out that certain people I know voted for Trump, like, or, you know, a couple of years ago. And I was, I was like, you voted for Trump. I, these are people I never expected to vote for Trump. And the reason, and, and they were not white people yeah. and their reasons for, for voting for Trump were, 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 you know, they weren't racism or any of that stuff. They were more financial, um, they didn't like Hillary, um, and these were not white people. So, you know, this idea that anybody that votes for Trump is, has got to be some hillbilly from the Appalachians that, um, you know, uh, can't spell and yeah, you know, works in a coal mine. It's 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 a it's a crock of shit. And when you do that, when you just cast the half the country in this light that they're a bunch of morons and they don't know what's good for for them for themselves and they know mm-hmm. better it's just going to turn people off it's going to continue to turn people off i mean the only way i see them kind of maintaining any type of power is if the republicans republicans get a little too hard in the paint with um with things like abortion and stuff like that like they have to be reasonable with those things and uh yeah dude he knows although Although there are a lot of people out there who are totally against, you know, I mean, as many people, they say this, this, you know, Roe v. Wade thing energizes the Democratic base, but it also energizes the Republican base because there are people who feel strongly on both sides, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, no, but I think, I think the average American, though, is kind of in the middle of it, right? Like that, like they're, they're like, well, within reason, like if it's a check, you know, if it's a threat to your life or something like that. Um, But I think most Americans also don't think it's okay for somebody to go get an abortion after six months of pregnancy. I think most people would be against that. I mean, that's totally, you know, I I think that's where most of America falls. I I could be wrong. Well, but um, but most of America needs to be educated and know that this is a state's rights issue now and that the people in those states will vote the people in who, 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 who carry their values and morals. I mean, that's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. Sure. So if there, if there are people in the state who, who believe in a certain thing, whether it's an extreme left position or right position on abortion, they'll vote those people in. If it's people who believe in a moderate position on abortion, they'll vote those people in. If the people in power don't do as they want, they'll vote them out and vote in new people. Cheech, that's called democracy. Okay, mm-hmm. This is putting the yeah. power in the hands of the people, not, not nine Supreme Court justices, which was the point of that whole thing. That was the point of that whole thing, or, or, or in the hand of the federal government or the president. It puts this in the hands of the people now. So people in California will vote in people who believe in abortion as, when the child's two years old. <laughs> yeah, right. No, okay. they would prefer that. They would prefer yeah. that. They, they, so that's they, fine. You know, that, but that's what those people believe in. So I mean, as long as the law allows it, of course, the law wouldn't allow that. But if the law allows, they're going to vote those people in. And the people in Mississippi are going to vote in people who are very strict with the whole thing. That's the way it works. That's the way it works. And if you want to live in California, you live in California. If you want to live in Mississippi under those rules, you live in Mississippi. That's what the states' rights are all about. That's what we have. That was the one. That was the great thing about states' rights during COVID is that I could go to Florida and get freedom. Yeah. You see, yeah. if you lived in Europe yeah. – Almost every place in Europe, you could doesn't matter where you went, the rules were the same, right? 
But here we had states' rights. So we have states' rights. So you could go to Florida. You could go to Arizona. You could go to South Dakota. I went to, I went all, I, I went to Texas. I went to Florida. I went to Nebraska. I was able to do that. And I, I, you know what? If I wanted to, I could have moved those places. So the states' rights issues are very important. You know, it's very important. And people need to understand this is, see, the, the lie, and I'll end on this, but the lie that Democrats are telling everyone, because people are not educated in this country, is that Supreme Court basically made abortion illegal. That's what they want people to believe. And people, when most people hear that, they go, oh, no, no. No, the court should not do that. The court shouldn't have the power to make abortion illegal. But they didn't make abortion illegal. They put it in the hands of the voters. Republicans are not very good at messaging so far in this election cycle. To me, it's very easy. The Supreme Court put it in the hands of the voters. They put it in the hands of we the people. Just say that because that's the truth. Yeah. yeah. You know, that, 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 that's the truth of the matter. And when you have someone running in California and they're running on Roe v. Wade and abortion, how idiotic is that? It's never going to be illegal here. <laughs> yes, but they know how dumb the most you know, the general population right. is. Yes, and so, I see Democrats so, running in places like New York State and California, and they're running on the Roe v. Wade decision when no one in their state is ever going to be affected by it. Yeah, I mean, my first reaction to that that court ruling was, well, like it's up to the states, you know. So if you right. don't want to worry about it, move to a different state, right? Um, yeah, and and the politicians just lie to push a political issue. It's a wedge issue. It's like you know, it's like gay marriage, and it's all these are all wedge issues. These are all wedge issues that really mm. they're lying about. First of all, they're lying about the policy. They're lying about who has the power, who doesn't, and they're done just to get quick votes. You know, this is this is the way to do it. This is what they call, you know, energizing the base. But they energize the base on the false premises, basically. You know, that, that's mm-hmm. what they're doing. They're, I could see if all of a sudden there was this edict from God that abortion was illegal in the United States, then I can see energizing a base. We got to fight this. But that's not the right. case. That's right. not the case. The case is that people in New York will always be able to get an abortion, as usual. People in California always. Yeah, and the people in Mississippi and Alabama, most of them don't want it to be legal. Yeah, you can go get an abortion easily, but you can't get you can't get a weapon to defend yourself in a in a bodega, you know. Well, and, throw you. and you can bodily autonomy when it comes to abortion, but not bodily autonomy when it comes to a vaccine, right? Right, right, right. right. So the, pop- the vaccine yeah, vaccine doesn't protect anybody else either, so that argument doesn't hold any water, right? Of course, so of course, of course not. Yeah, it's, you know, Peach, yeah. thanks for calling as always. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay, all right. all right. Take it easy. Mike. All right. All right. Oh my goodness. Well, that was good. We covered a lot of stuff, right? We covered the the, the vaccine thing, the the Trump, the the Operation Warp Speed, we, a little bit of abortion here and there. <laughs> we we talked we talked about a lot of stuff tonight. So uh, more. Let's see, tomorrow, I, don't know. I think we need to do a show also at some point on the election, on the 2020 election, believe it or not, the 2020 election, because I was thinking about this today, and I'll end on this, that I'm not one of these people who believe in stolen stole elections, even though I totally believed that Hillary fixed the primary in 2016. I totally believe that Biden and his Democratic friends, like uh, Jim Clyburn, who was quoted in that political art article, who's a total political operator, um, fix that election, fix those primaries also. It's easier It's easier for a party to fix a primary than it is for someone, than one party to fix the general election, right, when both parties are involved and have lawyers and such. But uh, within the primary system, it's much easier for a party to manipulate things. So I totally believed that those two primaries were manipulated against Bernie Sanders. But when it came to the Trump election, my reasoning for the 81 million votes for Biden was that, and I've said this on this show many times, that there was such an anti-Trump sentiment that the, you, could, you could pick a number, 70%, 80% of those votes were anti-Trump, not pro-Biden. So that's why Biden got so many votes. That's why Biden got the most votes in, in history, right? But then comes his approval rating. Well, then come, that, that's my reasoning, okay? That's my reasoning. And so people say to me, Trump supporters, people on the right say to me, wait a minute, Mike, how did Biden get 81 million votes and his approval was 30 in like three months, four months? How does that happen? How does that math add up? 
the most votes ever for president of the United States and the lowest approval rating for any president six months into his presidency. How does that happen? How do you lose all those supporters so quickly? So their reasoning, and this is very logical reasoning, is that those votes were fake. Those votes weren't real. A good portion of those votes were made up fake votes, mail-in, fake votes, whatever you want to say. So you look at my reasoning, right, that it's just soft support. That's why his approval dropped so quickly, soft support. And once Trump was out of the way, people had no use for Biden anymore. Okay, is that the non-conspiratorial way of looking at it? But I do understand the conspiratorial way of looking at it, which is 81 million votes, and then you're in the doghouse six months later, the most votes ever for president, and then the lowest approval rating ever, six months into fuzzy math, man, fuzzy math. So I understand both. And let me tell you something. That approval number dropping so quickly after getting all those votes is very suspect. And it leaves the window open for speculation about that election, even though you could use my reasoning, right? That it was just soft support. Maybe we'll do a show more about that. And I'll get other people's ideas, but let's leave it at that for now. This has been and Let's Be Heard. I'm Mike Chopley. And remember, always remember, vote Democrats out of office. Vote them out now. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow.